0: You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare. Shining a light on the innovators, the doctors, the medical professionals, and all those instigating change and influencing both healthcare policy and technology. We bring you the latest healthcare news impacting the providers, the payers, and the patients. And now, here's your host, Todd Schnick.
1: Good morning, and welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Very, very important conversation today. It's a it's a subject we've discussed on this show before, but it warrants continued conversation and discussion. A very critical topic, we'll get into that in just a second. I'm joined today by two professionals in this field. Say hello to Dr. Steve Hazley. He is the Medical Director for Information Technology Women's Health at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. Dr. Hazley, welcome to the show. Todd, I'm glad to be here today. Uh, The pleasure is uh, is ours. Thank you for joining us. We're also joined by Juliana Hart. She's the Vice President, Market Development with MedCPU. Juliana, welcome to the show. Hi,
2: thanks, Todd, for having us today. Uh,
1: The pleasure is mine. I appreciate uh, both of you joining us on the show today. I know you guys are awfully busy, so appreciate the time. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Before we get into our important conversation, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background.
0: Sure. Thanks, Todd. I've had my formal, formal training as an obstetrician gynecologist uh, here at McGee Women's Hospital of UPMC, but I've been involved in the informatics world for uh, probably over 20 years, uh, board certified in clinical informatics, and I've approached this from the academic standpoint, a little bit on the vendor side, and some uh, development work as well.
1: Outstanding. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, Juliana, let's uh, go to you now, take a few quick seconds, tell us a bit about you and your background, but then also give us that quick overview of MedCPU. What are you guys doing to serve the marketplace?
2: Sure, that'd be great, Todd. I have a nursing uh, undergraduate, my master's in public health, and I've used health information technology and analytics for quite some time, really in order to drive decisions from either a clinical or a business or financial perspective. So uh, been in this, in this uh, segment quite some time. MedCPU is a clinical decision solution company. We've got functionality that provides people involved in care delivery with both general information as well as patient-specific information. We can pull discrete data and use neural language processing to pull in unstructured data. What we hear is that there is a huge amount of uh, data, I'm going to say kind of lost in the record, we bring it forward and enable the providers to use that data in real time at the point of care. It helps the clinical staff then maintain best practices and reduce variability across the enterprise. So really supports our, our clients and the marketplace with a solution that uh, drives improvements in care.
1: Outstanding. Well, we are grateful for the work that MedCPU does, and uh, yeah, that's sort of why I invited you both to be on the show today because I want to talk about CDS. You mentioned clinical decision support. Why that's so important? Why it matters? I mean, there's still an obvious lot of work still to do to improve care and safety. I mean, I saw a report just last year that said uh, medical errors the third leading cause of death in the United States. I mean, that's staggering. Now, not too long ago, I had a very minor surgical procedure in a hospital. I mean, you, it was on my mind and it made me very nervous. And it's an intimidating process when you understand that. And, and and when you observe a hospital in action, I mean, there is just, the whole process is so complex. And as you said, Juliana, there's so much data being collected and out there. It's almost, uh, I mean, you can almost understand how it happens, but there's something that we've got to do to solve this problem. We can't have error be the leading one of the leading causes of death in the United States. That's just not satisfactory. There's a lot of work to do to support providers and helping them deliver best care. So, Steve, I'd love for you to add a little comment there and helping us under, better understand why CDS really does
0: matter. Of course, Todd. And I think you cued this up perfectly. The complexity of contemporary medicine is way, way beyond the ability of, of any one human being to really wrap their their cognitive brain around. So many moving pieces, so many drugs, so many, you know, it's a team sport with just a, a fire hose of information coming at you. And be able to sort through that at the point of care and come up with that, you know, one key issue that you've got to deal with right now and you've got to do it right. Accuracy is not an option. That's the whole point of decision support.
1: Got it. Thank you for that. Uh, so, Juliana, let's uh, start with you in this conversation. We've been talking about CDS or clinical decision support. Help us just better understand what exactly CDS is.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. We use a framework that was promulgated by uh, both HIMS and and CMS. It's been in the industry for quite some time, and it talks about the five rights, delivering information, the right information to the right person, and it's got to be in a format that facilitates uh, getting their job done. It's got to be in the right context or channel and at the right time in the workflow. So this framework enables uh, organizations to start to think about how do their providers take care of their patients? And it's, again, starting with that right information. Do I have all the data that I need about this person, their diagnoses, their history, et cetera? Am I working with the right team on my care plan. And then am I able to look at an evidence-based practice, identify what's relevant from that that care plan or that best practice guideline, and really make sure I'm doing the right things as I as I move through either my day, my week, and taking care of that patient. So the five rights have been a foundation of clinical decision support, automated support for a provider at the point of care.
1: All right. So it's deliver the right information to the right person in the right intervention format through the right channel. And the t- then the timing and the workflow is, is so critical. So, Steve, as, as she was walking through those five rights, I was thinking about, about the right information, delivering the right information. That's where I want to go next. So talk us to us more about that. And what do clinicians truly need to deliver great care?
0: Well, I think that's exactly the issue right now. It's important to understand at this point the difference between discrete data, which is really the only thing that a rules engine can operate on. That's what we like to see things in little boxes. But that's not, uh, you know, where most of the data is in electronic health record. We know historically that for people to abstract this data to, for instance, assign ICD-9 codes or or, uh, quality metrics Holy mackerel, somebody's got to open that chart and read a lot of notes. And, and it's, a, it's a very time uh, and labor intensive process to, to extract the, the real meat of the, of the data that's, that's there. Some people think that as much as 80% of the relevant clinical data in an electronic medical record is in this narrative or textual data. Data that is unavailable to standard decision support uh, type uh, analysis. So the ability to pull that data out of the narrative, to make it into discrete data, and then present that to a rules engine, that's a breakthrough technology. That That's really going to advance the whole science of decision support. All right. So in
1: thinking more about those five rights again, Steve, getting the information to the right provider at the right point in the workflow I mean, the timing of this can be critical. And and when the timing's off, then you can really understand where medical error happens. So talk about this from the perspective of the provider. What kind of problems are they facing here?
0: Well, I think it has to be said at the outset, Todd, that unfortunately, uh, electronic health records are the number one driver of physician dissatisfaction these days. So anything that can be done to make these things, I'm going to use a broad term, smarter, is going to be a huge win from a provider standpoint. As far as the timing, docs don't respond well to things that are not in their workflow. So you have to be conscious of where the doc is in the documentation process and and present things, you know, not only within his workflow, but within the in the course of a patient's episode of care that are the most opportune times for that suggestion to be acted upon.
2: And Steve, I think in addition to, you know, that right timing and getting the attention at the point it's needed, it's also the right alert it seems to me in terms of best practice. So that, you know, we hear a lot about alert fatigue, so really identifying not only what is the best practice and and have physicians collaborating on the development and on the decisions about where in the workflow the alert should pop up, I think has has made us really successful with uh, getting buy-in from physicians. So it's not an overwhelming amount of alerts, but it's the alert at the right time. That seems to make a big difference.
1: All right, well, Juliana, thanks for that. So walk us through, I mean, uh, obviously MedCPU is a CDS solution provider, and I would love to hear about some results that some of your clients have achieved through this
2: process. Uh, certainly, Todd. Many of our clients have achieved results and and real value from using the Med CPU Advisor solution. We cover a number of clinical and compliance topics, and we've seen um, higher compliance rates resulting in in better care delivery. So I have a couple examples I'd like to share. One is around our stroke module, where we're looking to improve patient care and safety during both the acute and the subacute phases of stroke. And we're in both the emergency department and the uh, inpatient setting. So, for example, in the ED for a new onset stroke, we're looking for evaluation of the rating scales and appropriate drug administration. And TPA management is really tricky because of the clinical conditions and even the contraindications that our rules could indicate. And then lastly, in the inpatient setting, we're monitoring performance and then on discharge, identifying and making sure that uh, best practices, uh, for example, with medication administration and such are are, uh, handled appropriately. For all of our stroke measures, we've had some clients uh, really improve their performance anywhere from 10 to 20 points, depending on the time. These are the metrics, the stroke metrics that are aligned with uh, CMS guidelines so that we're helping people get from, in some of our examples, anywhere from 60 or so percent uh, up into the 80s and and in one client to the low 90s. So really looking to, as I said, help improve patient safety and uh, better outcomes.
0: Julian, I I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the, the tremendous benefits of the way the MedCPU program is set up is that it not only alerts The provider to initiate an action, it follows through. It closes the loop. If I order a drug and that drug doesn't get given, then another alert comes up. It's not a you know. It's so important to be able to you know for the patient care to follow those things through to the end to make sure that the execution really happens in a timely manner. And and that's I think another unique aspect of the MedCVU product that uh, really goes a long way to changing patient outcomes.
2: That's right, Steve. And I also have that same sort of collection of information about our diabetes module, where the providers are looking at appropriate HbA1c testing, blood pressure capture, and uh, use of statins. Some of our clients have improved, for example, in the A1c testing, anywhere from 77 to 93% of the time after the MedCPU advisor was implemented. And then in addition to prompts for the physician, we also can prompt the medical assistant for blood pressure capture, for example. And in that case, initial uh, assessment went up uh, more than 10%. So not only the prompts can help various clinicians across the spectrum, but we also provide reports and in uh, diabetes, and then also in uh, VTE, or the venous thromboembolism prevention and prophylaxis. In this example, we have prompts that go to the physician and to the nurse in terms of prophylaxis and prevention and making sure you've got the right protocols. But in addition, we have reports that are reviewed by the unit nursing director. So in this example, on day two, at 6 a.m., we've got a report coming through of the non-compliant areas uh, that are of concern so that uh, the nursing staff and the providers can review during rounds and identify uh, in the kind of standard ordering process what other uh, VTE prophylaxis needs to be completed. And then a second prompt at 1 p.m. to pick up any patients who, again, weren't completed as part of the, the morning rounds. So I think in terms of compliance, as well as patient safety and outcomes, we're really able to support organizations in in improving their practice.
1: All right. Thank you for that, Julianne. Uh, We're running low on time here. Uh, Steve, uh, any closing comments, any closing remarks that you'd like to make?
0: Well, I think that uh, the future looks very bright for this technology. Once we create a discrete database out of the narrative information in the record, there are a number of other uses that can be made of that data. Uh, as we said before, we can't expect physicians at this point to, to do more click boxes, to do more drop-down menus. They're at their breaking point already. But if we can extract this data and now use it for, well, for example, for a number of other use cases that uh, are now traditionally abstracted by hand, uh, such as a birth certificate, or registry development, or all the quality measures that are out there. There's tremendous potential to utilize this technology for other things besides presenting to a rules engine and point-of-care decision support. And MedCPU is actively engaged in developing those type of applications. All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Julian, anything to add there?
2: Yes, uh, Steve, I totally agree with you. I think uh, being able to use the data in in so many ways, Uh, we've talked about with the clinicians at the point of care, you've talked about gathering and using the data in other ways. I think anytime we can look at an organization's workload, the business needs, and, and start to think about How do we drive clinical compliance and financial returns, you know, really helping organizations get to that triple aim where we have the provider at the center, we've got the patient as the main focus, and yet at the same time, we're able to demonstrate as a healthcare organization or healthcare system as a whole that we have safe care and and really are able to achieve the outcomes that that, uh, consumers really want.
1: Well, as I let off the show, I talked about how medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States. Uh, it, listening to the two of you discuss this today, I'm optimistic when we that there's now a light at the end of the tunnel about how we can turn this problem around, and, and that's it's very, very exciting. Uh, Steve Juliana, great to have you. I appreciate both of you being on the show today. Steve, I'm going to ask you, should anyone have any questions? How can they contact you and learn more?
0: H a s l e y s k at upmc.edu. I'd uh, be happy to uh, engage your listeners in the a, in a discussion about some of these issues.
1: Good stuff. Juliana, how can people contact you should they have any questions and learn more about MedCPU?
2: My email address is jhart, H-A-R-T, at medcpu, M-E-D-C-P-U, and the website address is medcpu.com. Happy to have visitors uh, come and explore and chat with us as well.
1: All right. Dr. Steve Hazley, the Medical Director for Information Technology, Women's Health at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, and Juliana Hart, the Vice President, Market Development with MedCPU. Again, Steve, Juliana, great to have you. Thanks so much again for stopping by and joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guests, Dr. Steve Hazley and Juliana Hart, I am Todd Schnick. We'll tune in soon to the next conversation on Intrepid Healthcare.